You got to like it. You got to like it, like it. Dark? Yes, sir. How are you feeling? Uh, as a friend of mine is wont to say, top shelf. Good. You look good. Thank you. I'm working hard. I'm still the, uh, I'm, I'm the top of the bread. I'm a little heavier than I want to be. Yeah. Uh, the place to address that is the kitchen. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. 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 But uh, I'm still maintaining, you know, in that, and I'm still in the range. I just feel like, uh, I don't know, doesn't matter. I look good. That's the important thing. Mm. You have a little yeah. fluctuation, a little flux? Tiny, tiny bit. Yeah. yeah, tiny bit. I have been exceedingly busy in my mnemonic pur- pursuits. Have you? Yeah. It's a busy, busy time for videography right now. Uh, apparently so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and it just kind of all came out of nowhere. And it's funny, you know, we've talked about this a number of times and, and I came to a realization that I have been uh, probably a little more ungrateful than I should have been hmm. about that. Because you find yourself not doing uh, what you want to do? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like, I, <laughs> I, I never feel like I get to do what I want to do. Oh. I just, I keep having these things that are. Maybe it's not about That you. need to be. Exactly. But I don't, I, don't, I don't know. No, that's what I was going to say is I keep having these things where it's like, I have this great idea or I have this dream about this thing that I feel like I should be doing. Me, 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 you know? And then uh, what I realize is, is if I do what I want to do, then I'm not serving the men that I was called to serve. And then that's a problem. Perhaps so, after I'm done with it, or even while uh, I'm doing it, since there's more than one copy available, you should read what I am now reading. Uh, the proximity principle. And I really, go on. I really wish uh, if there's somebody out there who can tell me who it was, gave me that book. I, I forgot. You should put a, like a sticky on this. I should, man. <laughs> uh, but I'm finally reading it now. And uh, it's pretty good, but it talks yeah. about how you kind of you get the mammon you want. You got to be proximate to it. That's probably why somebody gave it to me. Uh, the word proximate. proximate. And that's the thing. Right. So uh, it's interesting. Made yeah. me think of you when I started reading it. I was like, uh, oh, I appreciate it. Because I kind of feel like I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, but I know that you are not necessarily feeling like you're doing what you want to do. But I. It, it, in its entirety, not necessarily, but you know something, what I'm, I'm finding more and more is that maybe these things are more related than I thought. And I probably should just let, let it roll, let it happen and just keep my 43 feet ahead and not worry about it past that. But I, like many men have this tendency to kind of look forward and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I need to engineer this. What's my, you know, what's my 8.6 year plan? All right. You know? Yeah. So that's uh yeah. I think the lesson that I'm learning right now, I don't know how we got off on this topic, and I apologize, Paxers. It's okay. Uh, what do I always say? Uh, forgive me for sharing personal experiences. They're the only kinds I have. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but that's that's kind of where I'm at, is this, this kind of being present and allowing things to happen as they are probably designed to do, because I think they'll probably turn out better than if I keep mucking with them and trying to over-engineer my life. But it's a tough, sometimes it's tough to be patient. Well, so very much so. Yeah. Will you be patient as we roll the opening? <sighs> if I have to. And, and we're, we're back. back. Good. <laughs> You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. 
We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach virtuous leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. <laughs> good, good work there. You know, uh, I can tell right now the segues are going to be snappy, on point. They're going to be on point today. And professional. I can feel it. Yep. Uh, first and foremost, I think uh, we have to go ahead and say, wow, <laughs> on Give to Give, right? I mean, that just, uh, I, I know we exceeded the, uh, but do we even know the number? I know it's north, north the, of 200. The, the latest number that I saw, but it's the page actually now has been, has been finally taken down. We're right at like 202. 202. Okay. Yeah. But I know there's some checks. And I know there. there's some some employer matches and some checks yep. and some so, other things that are kind of trickling in or whatever. Might get up to 220. So. I mean, I don't know. But you know something? <laughs> and it never ceases to amaze me. I guess oh, I say this a lot too, right? The only thing that amazes me is that I'm still amazed. Ah. Right? I, I'm continually amazed, even though I shouldn't be amazed anymore, about the fact that the men came through. They do. Now, they well, saw the vision. They understood what we were trying to do. They heard the need. And they met it. And I know we talked about it last week, so I'm not going to belabor it again, but I was absolutely sure. I know. <laughs> I know it's just no, I'm absolutely I, sure. I know. Yeah. Well, you know, you have more experience uh, in this than I do. and But I trust really. Uh, it was just faith. I just believed. Fair, fair, fair. I just believed. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you just have that look like I'm waiting for this smug comment no, to I drop just, behind I just, it. I just, I really did. I mean, when no, uh, yeah. Crotch Rocket was. He was sparing. He was like, we would have to be ahead of where we are right now to make it. I don't think we're going to make it. I was just like, mm. here's what I thought. Mm. You, you were pretty sure. You were. You were really sure. You said, well, or, or, actually, you. I mean, you were very kind. And you said, hey, look, we make it or we don't make it. Whatever. Yeah. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Sure. Yeah. We'll keep making it. Yeah. But the thing that I I believed for sure, I I knew we'd make it eventually. I didn't think we'd make it in the time frame. Ah, okay. Yeah, I didn't think we'd make it in the time frame. I thought it was going to be close, and then we were going to have to kind of, you know, drag it out a little bit. And, you know, uh, Kitty's telethon was very helpful. <laughs> it, it was. I think it was. I think it was. That guy, I don't want to make it another Kitty Fest, but my goodness. Yeah, you he know gets what I, it. He gets I, you know, it. I knew about, but I hadn't listened to is the COT uh, where Rapito discloses the accident he had uh, yes. after GT21. I was like, I knew about it, but I hadn't heard yeah. it from his own words. And obviously, he was very shooken up yep. from it. And, uh, I thought Kitty did a great job of, you know, kind of. He is a consummate professional yeah. by every measurable standard. Yeah, very good job of that. Yep. And then uh, I also uh, enjoyed uh, hearing from the guys out West, Gobbler's guys. Uh, this is the uh, roundtable. Remind me. So uh, Gobbler, uh, the Grantan had Gobbler and team in Portland, uh, Seattle, and, uh, and Gold Rush. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. If you sure. had a yeah, chance yeah. to listen to that, talk about what's it's going on out weeks, west. So it's a, yeah. Gobbler made a, a point that I just never think about. He goes, you know, if you're in Charlotte and you want to visit some other regions, like you got to go like seven miles. Right, right. You know, like, there you got to go 700 yeah, I mean, miles. We have the fort. We've got, yeah. you know, South Charlotte, North Charlotte. Any number of, yeah. Right, Mecca, you know, mm -hmm. Foothills. I mean, we just Lake got a lot of, you name it. Yeah, yeah. we just got Several. a lot of, it's easy to find, right? Uh, he goes, yeah. If you're in Seattle, you want to go to another region. It's like you know, yeah. you got to go to Portland, and yeah, you got you got a couple hundred miles, man. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And then yeah. from there, I mean, it just it's just much much more sparse out there. Patience, patience, young grasshopper. Patience, patience. It'll happen. Patience. It, 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 and it's happening. Bing just gave me another report uh, recently about like I don't remember what it was. Seven different new places. That yeah, are, that's I just, can't uh, keep up anymore. Also realized how uh, helpful COVID has actually been to. 
our membership, you know, so particularly out there where guys are, you know, they can't. I know. I say, I don't want to, I never would wish any ill on any person who owns a gym, runs a gym, anything like that. I think there's a, a wonderful place for that. A, as a believer in physical exercise, a gym is, is a fine place uh, to be able to do that. But uh, it did kind of help. Kind of shut down. Also did not realize, I think it was the guys in, in Puget and Seattle who still cannot gather in groups Yeah. of more than six, maybe. Is it six? Like something like that. Okay. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember the number, but uh, I yeah, mean, it's, so it's those small. are still, because here we're, I don't want to not wide open, but I mean, you can have a workout pretty, pretty much as big as you want. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and yeah, you can. Most of the places, I think, in, in, uh, everywhere that's proximate at all to us, yeah, is if you are outside strenuously exercising, there's no cap on the, on the number, right? Per se. Right. So, so, I don't know. Gyms are open here. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can get my haircut, you know. Yeah. You got to wear a mask when you get a haircut in South Carolina? Uh, I get my haircut in North Carolina. So oh, I don't know. okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I so. mean, it's, it was first time I got my haircut, it was like huge line and, you know, yeah. taking your, I think they did, t- took my temperature. Did they? Yeah. But anyway, it wasn't a big deal. I mean, you're kind of getting used to some of the, yeah, the, the precautions that will yeah. be foisted. I mean, I had nothing we do about them. So, no, but I mean, it's funny how when you do something and you, kind of do it and you do it and you do it. And like, I'm just unconsciously have my mask in my back pocket and I'm putting it on and yeah, not that terrible, I guess it's fine. Well, I'm, I'm glad to see uh, that, you know, we're living out our lives, you know, trying to. Yeah. And, and at the same time, keep people safe. I think that's a good, it's a good thing. Yeah. Glad no, there's we're, no glad we're doing that. Yeah. No question. Um, I think we should uh, get this out of the way since it's just sitting there since, uh, well, we've had an election. We don't know who the president is. Yeah, I don't talk about that. But uh, we'll know by hopefully next time we we won't. You and I get together. I think we will. So maybe North Carolina says it's going to have its ballots counted by the twelfth. Okay, I think. Well, pretty- actually, no. I did. I haven't looked at much today. Okay, I think they're so, pretty close. Like Pennsylvania, I think is pretty close. Pretty Georgia's close. Pretty close. So, and it looks like it's leaning uh, uh, toward Biden. Yeah, at this point. Right. So. So uh, I want to say, same thing I say every election. I've said this for at least 12 years, I think. Okay. Every time election comes around, we spend all this time in psychic energy, who the president's going to yeah. be. Look back and just ask yourself, if you're, if you're a Trump guy and you're really angry, right. disappointed, whatever, um, ask yourself, last time you felt that way, how much of your life really changed? I guess that would mean Obama. Yeah. Like how much did your life really change? Really change. Yeah. Right. Well, no, you don't understand. He's way worse. Yeah, he's way worse. He's right. way worse. Right. And he's, and right. whoever it is has been way worse right. since probably 1968. Now, you know, if you're <laughs> a Biden guy and you're all excited, I'm like, remember the last time you were all yeah. excited, you know, right. Really not right. much happened. So it's pretty much F3 101 that we're very decentralized. Yep. We're about proximity. The distant leader, is not the one we really look to. Um, he can't help you. Can't help you much. And uh, I do think as Americans, we put a little too much importance on who the president of the United States is. And we have a tendency in America to, to confuse pol- politics and leadership. And I think oh, yeah. that causes a lot of disappointment. I mean, uh, if you voted for Trump first time around, you're like, wow, he's turned out to be not that great a guy. I'm like, and? <laughs> right. I mean, he's, a, he's the chief magistrate, right? Well, I don't like the way he leads, so I don't. I would. Okay. Yeah, it's it's meaningless to me. Yeah. Now, should that be meaningless to everyone? I don't know. You know, um, 
you, reasonable minds could differ and say, well, there's important things the president can do. And I kind of agree with that. I just that the safety I feel is that the atomization of power mm-hmm. under the Constitution, no one man can can really be a wrecking ball. You just can't that's, just that's the can't garner enough power to do it. That is the principle. Right. Yeah. Right. No. And you know, we I tweeted some things about it. You tweeted some things about it. Lots of people have. Uh, just that, you know, at the end of the day, the the important thing is still that proximate thing, that thing right. that sits in front of you, which That's is right. your concentric. That's right. Right. That is where you're going to actually make impact. That's where it's actually going to matter day right. to day what you do and don't do. Right. Who sits in Washington anywhere in any seat in Washington really has very little in my day to day life. Am I going to pay a few more taxes? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Eh, maybe. You know, would they get cut maybe if it was somebody else? I don't know. Maybe, you know, um, is that going to ruin me? Probably not. No. You know, it's the beautiful thing about America is how some things change all the time. Some things never change. You know, the other thing is the system is resilient. Yeah, you know? it's crazy strong. I mean, <laughs> you know, we're not going to. Anyway, I'm sorry. I uh, no, I was, was going to say something similar. It's it's yeah. built to be strong, and it, and the character of the people are such that it's strong. Given the character of the people and how much of the actual rubber of the rubber on the road meeting goes on locally, I'm always curious as to why people get so fired up about the presidential election. Right. You know, and they don't worry one bit about. And but you know, they're not looking right right in front of them the number of uncontested seats sure in their local well, government my my united states con- congressional district is uncontested there you go uncontested i mean okay and i guess it's drawn uh, it's drawn in such a way the republican could not win you fine know? but that doesn't mean you don't try yeah i, I, I kind of feel that way too I mean, <laughs> well then if you know well why don't you try yeah well yeah no 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 dread's gonna run for attorney general yeah that's that's <laughs> that's later uh, <laughs> he doesn't even have words now. <laughs> no, I was going to say is I was trying to say it without dangling a uh, preposition at the end. Oh, of fair. Sense. Okay, like, yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to imagine someone less prepared for that job uh, than I. But okay, um, I am an attorney. Yes, that's about all. I can and say. you know some generals. I know some generals. Other so. than that, you know. So I'm glad it's behind us almost. Yes. So that we can concentrate on things that really matter, and. Uh, I also hope that it will depol- depoliticize COVID so we can go about a, a, a non-political way for us to get back into action and, and care for the vulnerable at the same time without the extra burden of, right, of politicians. thrown in people's faces. And I know, and I don't really blame them for doing so because it worked. That's politics. But it, it <clears throat> I don't blame them. I don't think it's a, No, it's still not virtuous. It's the most virtuous thing in the yeah. world. But that, again- they're not virtuous leaders or politicians. So right. of course they, just, <laughs> right. I mean, you have to expect, maybe that. we never say those two things yeah, in the same sense. That's right. Well, yeah. everyone's what you can, but, uh, and, the, and, and the beauty of America is that when you need to, there, there, the man appears, you know, out of the mist cometh, cometh the virtuous leader at the very moment you need him. Right. You know, and, and, and right for attorney. Right. <laughs> we don't, <laughs> we don't apparently need him right now. Um, apparently, or he would be here, or he would be and, here, and maybe he runs. Maybe that's a, I don't know. That's a very fatalistic way to look at it. But Gunshot I shot twenty twenty four. Don't uh, I don't I, I think that's just uh, that's the way America is. You say out. fatalistic, but I'm going to tell you, I think that is you know kind of like we started the whole podcast this time, right? That is a forty three foot approach. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, it really is, and I, and I'm finding more and more that that's the way to live w- with contentment for me. Yep. You know, I cannot be contented when I am 
and I'm not trying to go back and, and over different, you know, points we've already made, but I can't be contented when I'm worried about all those other things. Right. The only place I can really find actual consistency, actual contentment where I'm at rest and I can do the work I need to do is when I'm, I'm only worried about stepping to the edge of the light. Right. And then right. trusting that someone's going to shine some, That's right. shine some into the dark for me. Right. See the shining sea, baby. It's a wonderful country we live in. Yes. And uh, if anything, this election has reaffirmed my, what I already was a strong faith that this is a special nation. And I feel that way more than ever right now. And I don't know if anybody else is saying it because I really don't watch any news or anything like that. But I, I did think it was worthwhile noting that more Americans voted in this election than ever have in any election yeah, people, ever before. People, people really care. So, and they think it's important. That's positive. And they also are far smarter than I think. That's probably fair. Politicians too. give them credit yeah, for it. or uh, the news. <laughs> yeah, or the media, whatever. Yeah. The elites. I, yeah. I, you know, I call the clerisy. Yes. You know, but uh, the clerisy looks down on people and yeah. thinks because they don't have you know fancy degrees, they don't have common sense, but they do. Yeah. They they do. They understand stuff and they uh, make good decisions and collectively. You know, having split government here, president, yeah. president in one party, Senate another, a very slim minority in the House. Bad. That's that's probably a good way to restrain the ambition of the of the federal federalista, yeah. the federal clerisy. Probably it's a good way to do it. You know, and that's the way they designed it, man. You make right. it you make it hard. So it's like you're not going to get compromises on on small. I mean, you got to compromise. Yeah, it's designed to force compromise. That's what some people don't understand. It's, it's you know. We're not making any progress. I'm like, it's designed that way. Right. Because <laughs> otherwise, you got to run rampant. Right. Yeah. You know? So, enough yeah. of that. Put that out of the way. I'm right. not going to talk about it again. All right. Close that. Got a quick butcher's Door. word. Oh, very good. Watch something fascinating. Um, Please tell me. Pretty sure we hadn't brought it up before. Tell me if I did. Was uh, Queen's Gambit? No. Okay. I didn't think I had. You're, you, in particular, are going to like it. Uh, I think you'll see why. So, it's a, it's a Netflix thing. Okay. And it's about a young girl. She, you see her first very young, like maybe 10. Okay. She's in a car accident with her mother. Her mother dies. She's orphaned, ends up in an orphanage. I think it's in Kentucky. Okay. In the early 60s or maybe late 50s. So that time, that time frame. She's going to look it up. She uh, is in this orphanage. She's not mistreated. Okay. She stumbles upon a janitor who in his free time is in the basement playing chess with himself. She's watching him surreptitiously through the um, shelves of the cleaning equipment and maintenance equipment. And uh, one day she gets enough courage to approach him and says, will you teach me how to play? And he's reluctant to do so. He's kind of introverted. But he, uh, she says, I already know what all these pieces do. Uh. She goes, this horse does this. This castle does uh -huh. that. You know? And he's, like, well, and he's no. kind of intrigued by her. Uh, the fact that she was able to pick that up just by kind of spying on. Uh -huh. So Ian sits down and plays a game with her and, you know, beats her pretty badly. Obviously, he's sending the moves. Anyway, it takes about a week and she beats him. <laughs> so it turns out that she's... Some kind of savant She's type. a savant, yeah. you know. And um, that's the story of the... So the Queen's Gambit is a particular chess, I guess, offensive because they have defenses okay. and offensive. And one of the things this janitor does is he teaches her these you know, these uh, gambits, these moves, or these these campaigns, I guess. Uh -huh. And she learns them. And uh, I think the idea of the queen is that she's a female in a what is then a completely male-dominated sport. So uh, yeah, yeah. she's ultimately gets adopted in a very weird situation, but she, you know, she pursues this chess career of hers. And uh, she didn't face 
it's it's a very mild patronizing form of sexism it's like nobody says well, you can't play it's mm-hmm. like wouldn't there be something you'd be happier doing right. little lady crocheting you know, right? or right. <laughs> yeah so like the local t- high school tech you know the janitor gets the local high school chess coach he says you know you got to come see this girl and he comes and he plays chess and she beats him <laughs> but he gives her because i have a present for you and he gives her a doll and she goes and throws it away. She's like, oh, thank you very much. Tossed it. But she she beats, she plays the high school chess team. Again, she's a 10-year-old right, kid. Right, right. Plays the high school chess team one on 12. And smokes them. And smokes them. Beats all 12 of them in a matter of like 20 minutes. So um, is, is this true or no, true-ish? No, I, I don't think it's true. Okay, okay. It's true-ish in the sense that there's such a game as yeah, chess. Yeah, well, yeah. right. <laughs> there so, are people and they have hands. So <laughs> she's probably on a spectrum somewhere right, as right. well. Uh, comes from uh, like her mother actually, I don't want it too many spoiler words, but you know, uh, was, was damaged and, uh, okay. but was also some sort of computer scientist, not computer, but some sort of science genius, whatever. Anyway, so there's this idea that you're talking about a very gifted person. And now she has this uh, juxtaposition of this brilliance and this gift and a little bit of psychosis. Mm. And she's also driven and just consumed with chess. And the janitor, before that she leaves, he warns her. He goes, you know, it's kind of a, you, without the gene, you know, you got this genius. Without the genius, you also have this dark side, which, you know, two things often go together in life. Kind of putting some pretty deep thoughts into the mind of a, the mouth of a janitor. Tenor, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, this is something you are going to have to deal. You're going to have to reconcile this because you have this incredible gift, but you're, you're sitting on a whole lot of rage. Uh-huh. Like he recognizes that. In her. Yeah. And also the, at the uh, orphanage, they get her addicted to some kind of drug. And hmm. so it's very interesting. All right. Right. I just looked at, it's a series. It's a series. Yeah. Right? Okay. I think I'm like halfway through the first season. Yeah. Um, so I, I just literally accidentally watched it. Like I'm sitting there, I got nothing to do. And uh, I saw it pop up a couple of times. I was like, uh-huh. hey, I'm not watching that. Right, and then <laughs> you know they have those little things where it runs for for oh, yeah, twenty yeah. seconds. Oh yeah, the little trailer. Yeah. Something about the trailer. I think it was when she was trying to sign up for the first match she was at, and it was something about the little scene. I was like, "That's interesting." I watched the first one. Uh-huh. I don't care about you. Uh, she totally got hooked right from the start. Yeah, I love it. And everybody I've told about that has got hooked. Has oh, come good. back to me and said, "That's really good." Yeah, the the uh, so you know here's the thing. It's like it's it's got some Ted Lasso to it because it's there's some underlying messages getting across. Uh-huh. So um, it's very entertaining on the one hand and compelling to watch. And, uh, but on the other hand, you know, it's got this, there's a message there. Yeah. I'm not ready to say what that message is exactly. Okay. I think it's probably about genius and compulsion and um, finding a way to live with that and make the most of it. Because you think about how many Van Goghs we've had chopping off their own ears or whatever, you know? Oh yeah. You know, well, I took a class in graduate school called, uh, uh, genius and madness. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. And how those, you know, we did a bunch of case studies on, sure. on people who were just incredibly gifted in whatever field, but then had some just, wow, just very, very disturbing things. I think of it yeah. almost as like a uh, downhill skier, like an Olympic level downhill, like a slalom. And if you watch some them doing that, I mean, they're only, they're right at the edge. Basically, it's a controlled crash, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, they're, yeah. they're hurling down the mountain. <laughs> Yeah. They're, they're trying to have the least amount of contact between their skis and the yeah. mountain and the snow because right. that's friction. No friction. So all gravity. Yeah, friction. Yeah. Friction equals slowness, right? Less friction is speed, but also 
less friction is more danger. Right. So they just take it to that edge. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 I see and it seems saying. to me that genius is like that. Yeah. You know, not being a genius can only like theorize, but I mean, I no, no, but yeah, me, that, right? that, that those people that we, and the, the book we read was called touched with fire. This, that, this sort of, this thing that's different, this, that, that comes from yeah, somewhere yeah, and it's, and yeah. it's right on the, right on the edge. It's almost Cusp. not controllable, but it kind of Cusp. is. And there's this, just this tension right at the, so I was, talking to, cool. one, I was talking to one of my blades this morning. He was telling me how he's not much younger than me, a few years younger than me, but you know, kind of has a conventional job, but as uh-huh. It's got nothing to do with his job, but he came up with this idea. It has something to do with his job. He came up with this idea of how they could provide, it's like in data gathering for a large institution. And like they they just were having trouble with inconsistent gathering of data. Okay. In a sense that people weren't providing it or they provided it, they weren't giving the right answer. And it's like, so he came up with this idea of having some sort of portal or gathering device. Um, but a spreadsheet was wouldn't work because it wasn't user friendly enough. So he goes and gets with the, the institution's IT guy who can code Java code, mm-hmm. right? And this guy's he starts, you know, telling him this is what I like to look at it, and slowly he gets so into it that he realizes that he's learning code almost by accident, <laughs> and then he keeps going, and he's really learning code. To the point now, he's been doing it for months. He's like, I now know I can now write code. Wow. It's got nothing to do with his job. Right, right. Like his job is totally different than that. It's like he, they, they have a group that does the coding in a totally different city. Yeah, he, he has nothing to he's do like, with it. He's like, I'm up all night because it's in the West Coast. So he's like, I'm all, you know, I'm, it's like at midnight and I'm talking to this guy on the phone and he's teaching me how to code. I was thinking of the janitors why yeah. I bring it up. Yeah, yeah. And I go, well, how does that make you feel? It's like, I'm as excited about my job as I've ever been. It's like, I was mailing it in before. Yeah. And now I'm learning this extra skill. And I was like, and he looked like hell, actually. I was like, oh. you've been working out? And he's like, no, I've been up all night doing this coding. I'm like, okay, here, I'm going to give you a great piece of advice. Stop so, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need to guardrail it. Yeah, you kind of have to. Right? So you got this great thing. It's almost like being in love. Uh-huh. Like you've discovered this thing you didn't know, right? Yeah. And when you're, you know, you're first in love and you're, the infatuation driving you and you're like, you know, not paying your bills and you know, this is all you can think about, right? And the problem is, this is a lifetime thing. If it's, if this is what you were meant to do, it's like a dolphin and daffodil thing, right? right? And you never right. knew about it. And now you, you know, accidentally, I would say, you know, God led, stumbled into it. Great. But you need to, to guardrail it. Yeah. So, I mean, you need to say, like I'd say to myself, I will only write for one hour a day. For writings for me is like that. Oh, uh, you'll just keep going. I'll just keep going. Yeah. And I have to literally start the clock and stop the clock. Otherwise I'll just, get lost in it and keep going. I'll keep going. And yeah. I'll start blowing off stuff that I would, I'm yeah. supposed to do. And, <laughs> you know, writing is not my job. It's part of my job to be able to write, but. Sure, but that's know, not, yeah. That's right, right. Yeah. So I said, I, I learned that I had to guardrail that. You know, um, and it makes it better anyway. Because if you say, look, it's a side hustle. I only have an hour a day to do it. I mean, you'll use that hour really well. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, yeah, it makes sense. But if you're going to like stop you know, you know, eating and, you know, stop, you know, personal hygiene and just sit there. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, it's funny you said, because the other night I came home from work, or I was home from work and I was like, my work day was done, but I just stayed down in the basement where I work and uh, I just kept coding. My wife didn't even call me up for dinner. And I was like, I looked at the clock it was midnight. It's yeah, like another six hours after work I spent. I was like, yeah, I mean, when I first coding learned, well, when I first learned how to edit video, 
it was like that. It really was. Like I would forget to go to lunch. I would forget. You know, yeah. Be like, oh crap! What the, the whole day is gone. I don't know how. You know how did that? Well, happen? you know, it's a similar thing because I was, you know, I'm trying to learn how to use iMovie, right? Yeah. And uh, at first, it was frustrating, and I was watching some YouTube videos, and I started to figure it out, and I was like, oh, right. Oh, oh this is so much fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's lot just, of fun. It's that creative. And it's that's a creative. The, this guy, this yeah, very it, much. So. It can it can overtake you. Very much. Yeah. So. Well, good. Yeah. And that's uh, in fact, funny you say that, but I was I have a client I was talking to today that you know he was saying some of the positive changes and things that he's trying to do yeah. in his life with his work and with his wife and different things and and uh, and that was my advice to him as well was okay good the only way you're going to be able to do this long term is if you guardrail it right you it got sounds to. good now yeah you know and if all that's wonderful the same kind of thing you can either right. you're either going to go way over the edge <laughs> into the into the ditch this way sure where you're doing too much of it. Or you're going to end up over here, where you're out of the, you know, out of the right. good zone again. Yeah. Right. You take something so. good and just, just, yeah. You got to stay in rhythm, right? So you got a day job. You got to do your day job, right? You got a family. You got a, well, you know, that's why you're the concentrica, right? It's like, so you're like, oh, my side hustle's got me. I'm so consumed with my, my side hustle. I'm not even talking to my wife, or I'm missing my kids' sports events. Or, right. That's a problem. You know, or you know, uh, not, I'm not getting with my shield lock. Right. Ignoring my my blades. And none of those things in isolation are bad per se sure. it's just when you start adding them all up and you look at where you're spending that energy then you got a you got a problem right and those are and the guardrails is part of what makes good teams oh very uh, good a very good segue so if you're a uh <laughs> consistent listener of the 43 feet you know we you know we try to stay on the cue point of the week yes and um we fell behind because of uh, scheduling difficulties. We were two or three behind. So yeah, well, we had a lot of grow rucks and right. things that came and went. And last week we were on schooling. Yep. But we what we actually did is we slid all the way through to failure. Yeah. Kind of subtly. So we're just going to jump today to teen development. And if that if that uh, the engineers in the crowd, we apologize. We know that's going to drive you nuts, but. You've you've dealt with this appointment before. Yeah, you can you can You'll do be this. Okay. You can do this. So, team development is the formation and deployment of a, a dy dynamic team. Yes, formation and deployment of a dynamic team. So, remember uh, in groupology, right? We talk about we have a community, which is something that is proximate but not purposeful. Right. Right. They're they're just they're together because living together is what they do. Right. Right. Your that's, neighbor. That's community. Right. Yeah. Right. Your neighbor. Uh, there's no real. There's no requirements of your neighbor other than to follow the written yeah. rules and the unwritten rules. Mow your lawn. Mow your lawn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then you have an organization which is purposeful. Right. Unlike a community, there's a reason that it exists. Yep. National Football League exists for a reason. Yes. Right. Uh, to, to put on games of football. Right. Yeah. Uh, Bank of America exists for a reason to take profits legally. Right. So yep. Yep. organizations have a purpose. Right. But yes. they're not proximate. Right. They don't have to be. Um, is it required that they not be? They're, they're just not. There's not. Right. Okay, fair. It's not a requirement. They're just not. What I'm saying and is- And I think this will they, come, this okay, will come clear to you in a minute, right? Yeah, yeah. So then you have a team, which is both proximate- And purposeful. And purposeful. Right. So it combines the proximity of right. the close right. relationship- I, mean, I know that. Physical relationship right. of the community and the purposefulness of an organization. Fair. That's where you get a team. Right. Now, the reason why I say it's come clear to you is because really an organization- uh, a lizard, which is a purposeful organization, yes. right, is really nothing but a conglomeration of teams. Fair. I mean, if it's if it's done right. Yeah. If it's done right. right? Well, that's why we are F three as an organization, but right a a 
um, an area, a <laughs> region. <Good. laughs> sure. Well, okay. So, good, yeah. good, but a region right. could be a right. team. Would F3, be a team, F3, there, but they're not. F three is an. Back that up because I'm going to sound like an idiot. F three is an organization, right? Yes. Um, it has a purpose, right? Yep. The invigoration of male community leadership. Right. Boom. That's clear, right? But we're not in proximity, right? So, like, uh, I talk to Gobbler at least once a month for just pull a guy off the yeah. table because he's a blade. I talk to him once a month, but we're not in proximity, right? Right. But we have the same purpose, yes, right? Um, because we're part of the same organization. So, um, whereas you, you know, we're in proximity. I see you physically, see you at right. least once a week. You know, maybe more, sometimes yeah. more, right? Um, and we are part of a designated team, a shared right. leadership team. Right. Right. Um, so Gobbler himself has a kind of shared leadership team. He's been putting together out there um, a team. So his team and our team are part of the same organization. Right. And ideally that's what an organization right. is. But now, we're not a team. We as in those, those two things. What two things? I'm not a team with Gobbler. No, you can't be a team if you're outside. Because right, we're too far away. No, right. Physically. Right. Yeah. Where, and this is where the virtual thing, I think, called. Right, that's kind of where I'm. Yeah, I think, guy, you know, people can take these things too, too literally, but, you know, we're just going to put it in a way to call. I used to teach a lot of Bible studies. I call it mystery bag. Somebody would say, yeah, but if this, you know, they bring no. up this kind of. Kind Did of, Adam have yeah, a belly button? Arc, arcane yeah. point, you know? Yeah. And I say, that's going in the mystery bag. Well, what's yeah, in wait, the mystery wait, bag? Don't worry about it. Just a bunch of stuff got a little real to you at the end. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it's not it necessarily that fine. So yeah. if, if you wanted to argue, you know, strenuously put forth the proposition that um, you could form a team virtually, particularly if there's no other way to do it. I'm like, eh, okay. Like, I'm not going to argue with it. I'll put sure. you in the mystery bag. Maybe someday we'll find out if that, that really works. Sure. My personal belief is it does not over the long haul. It's or like it's, some kind of weird hybrid in it's, the it's, middle. It's not as... It's not quite this. It's not quite that. I'll say it may function. And if that's all you had, like... By necessity. Sure. So take my my blade who's got this. He's telling me about this group that he works in. Mm -hmm. I say group because I'm not sure what that you call it. You know, uh, they've got a purpose and I forget exactly what it was. Um, it's part of taking profits. They got a business purpose. Yeah. yeah. Um, but two of the guys are in New Jersey and the coding guy is like in Phoenix or something. So it's like, is that a team? Right. You know, and, and, I'm going to say, from my perspective, it's as close to a team as you can get. Without actually being one. But there's something lost about not being in the same room. So, not to get weird, but there, I think there are scientific evidence to support that in terms of weird pheromonic activity and things along those lines. I'm sure. Being in, in actual physical proximity to a person. And is is different and more important and i think uh, that was one of the things i was kind of trying to ask or understand a little bit is because you know now we have this tool this you know guys are watching us on the thing here sure you know it's more proximate ish but it's not quite yeah i think it's you know it provides it's a communication tool right that's i think zoom and and it's and it's related uh, entities are are effective for enhancing verbal communication, non-proximate verbal communication, but it's still non-proximate. It's, it's not proximate. It's still yeah. non-proximate. And, and because of that, it's, it's still, it just doesn't rise to the level. And in my, you know, day job in the law, yeah, I want to say 10 years ago or so, 
maybe a little longer than that, there was definitely a big push to try to find a way to, to have kind of virtual law firms. Because it was, it was all, uh, oh, really? you know, and it's a part of it became, you know, because the law library wasn't necessary anymore. We got right. legal research and the tools were starting to, you know, we can edit a document. Sure. You know, whatever. Law we, can do it, we can do it in real time that's together. Right, that's right. All, yeah. Real time together and all those things. And, um, you know, save costs and all that stuff. And it went, a, it pushed along a certain way. Like it made some progress. Mm-hmm. And I think it made all the progress it could make. I really yeah. do. And I think that this um, with COVID law firms are trying to kind of get back, you know, they're trying, but it's, it's just not, not going to work. It's not going to work. Well, it's no, it's, it's what I mean is, is it's, it's, it's not as effective as getting in the room. Well, and that's what I mean by it's not going to work. So when I'm in the room, I had three client meetings today okay. on the phone uh-huh. out of town clients or clients couldn't physically be here. And I got some, you know, we communicated, you know, um, and communicated better than asymmetrically, like via email or something. Sure. But it's not the same as if they were sitting here, because I'm thinking I get so much more. We, from, we do. There's signals and things. There's chemistry. There's information. So, and I, in, but I can't really, maybe it's pheromones. I don't know. Well, even, even down to minute facial tics and where a guy looks and you can tell what, he, you know, that he's thinking and, and those kinds of things are not look even down to you and I do a podcast every week. Right. And have for two years. If right. You can believe that. Right. Um, We've never done it virtually. We did it once. Over Zoom. Once or twice, I think, over Zoom at the very oh, beginning did. of COVID. We did. Yes, right? we did. And it was garbage. Yeah, I just... It just didn't work. Right. To me, it didn't work. I just don't... I think Kitty and Rapido do it. They do it just great. And it maybe it works for them, so... And I think some of it's maybe different personalities. And, and the Grand Tan almost always it. does it, right? It's always over the phone, yeah. yeah. But, there's, but the nature of what those are is very different. And I will say, you know... Uh, but, but the other thing is, is Kitty and Rapido do it that way, yes... They've always done it that way, and they're always they're also proximate to each other outside of their oh, okay, you know, so, a lot more right, often too. They right. work out together and stuff like that. We don't have, always have that chance, but um, but I, yeah, the point being that getting these teams together requires certain kinds of things uh, as well to, right. to build the team correctly. Right, right. So good. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> use the acronym of team. Right? right. So T is for trust. Right. E is for equipping. A is for accountability dot team. I can make it work. Yeah. M is for missionality dot, dot team. team. Right. Yeah. So uh, trust being reliance between team members. Right. Yep. So uh, team can't function without trust. Organizations can't like, I, you know, I sure. Right. I mean, I, I, I don't have to necessarily trust uh, a guy that, you know, the, the Nantana Phoenix don't know. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, so the organization, hope yeah, hope, hope you yeah. can, but to, to, to have a team, I would have to, to, yeah. to trust them, have to have that reliance. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes a team different. Now, E, equipping means matching a team's members to its mission. So that's what the team leader does. You know, doing that proximately, I mean, you know, uh, knowing how uh, well formed somebody is to some particular thing the team has to get done and then helping him get better at that. That that's a in the same room kind of thing. So, in especially this, if you if you have any desire to develop 
the members of your team. Right. So I have a, I have seven lawyers, seven lawyers in my litigation group. And, uh, four of them are associates. So I've working with four guys, mm-hmm. uh, basically. And then, you know, I spend a lot of time talking to them and, you know, right. Right. Just sometimes just walk in and sit down and say, you know, tell me what the hardest thing you're, you're trying to get, figure out is, you know, just that kind of yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. And I just don't see that happening without being in proximity. I don't know how you do it. You know, (laughs) you can't really pop in on them over, (laughs) over the computer. Right. That's right. Yeah. You can schedule something, you know, right. right? Right. You can't really just have those teachable moments together. So this is not in the Q source and the L source, but the, um, I say that, you know, if you have an open door policy, that's nothing. Right. You got to get through the door. Yeah. You got to walk the other guys out the the door policy is what you need. You can't be waiting for him to come in your office and say, gee whiz, you know, you got to be, yeah, go go finding him. Right. Yeah. So that that that's that's important about equipping. So the A accountability uh, team is um, is is setting maintaining high standards within the team. So again, different from an organization, right? Different from the community. There are no standards, mm-hmm. right? We always talk about community standards and such thing, <laughs> right? It's such a such a buzzword. But within a team, there has to be. This is the way we do it, right? This mm-hmm. is the standard you you have to meet. Yeah, we will do these things this way. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, this is where you address the problem of toxics, which mm-hmm. are team members that are rowing vigorously in the wrong direction. On and, purpose. And on purpose. And kimonos who are not rowing at all, but they're, you know, very nice people. I yes. Learned, right? And they encourage you to row. They, they're like, they hey, love the fact that you're rowing. They will, they're the ones who bring donuts, man. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> right. They, they, they're <laughs> the not office the cheerleader. Right? We love you, man. They're, they're the honey drippers, but they yeah. don't, they don't actually help in accomplishing the mission. And, you know, part of t- accountability team is stripping those guys out. They, yeah. Putting the black Tahoe to them, identifying them, getting them out. Can't form and deploy a dynamic team, you know, powerful, vibrant right. team. If you've got toxics rowing a boat in the wrong direction or trying to, because you're pulling against them right. and kimono sitting there smiling at you, right. you know, dead weight, dead weight. So it's the hard part about being a leader. Right. Uh, and then finally missionality, right. When that's prioritizing team mission accomplishment and all you do. Right. So it's easy for a team to lose sight of its, its mission mm-hmm. and start doing other things, get sidetracked. And when they do it, they become a club. So, yeah. you know, you think of a book club, they call it a book club. Sure, sure. What's the purpose of a book club should be to read uh, and enjoy yeah, literature together, right? If you didn't read the book. Right. Yeah. I don't know how many times my wife's in a lot of books. Like, What's the book? She's like, I think it's, we're going to a meeting tonight. She's like, oh yeah, we're not going to talk about it probably. Like, why don't you just call it a club? Why don't you just call, why call it a book club? So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, that's, that's critical to be always putting that missionality up front if you're going to form and deploy a dynamic team. And that's why leadership is so important with the team. And and so while I think it is possible to have a shared leadership team that is not physically proximate to be as dynamic as possible and to be as effective as possible. And, and I'll, uh, you know, open the, uh, open the robe a little and tell you the packs that, um, you know, our shared leadership team in the nation is not proximate, right? That's right. We got FIB is in, you know, Chicago, Kitty's in, in, Carpex, right. you know, Bing's down in Florida, right. you know, I got guys all over the place. There are men that I trust, certainly. See, but you have I, been proximate. I have been proximate to all of them. Yes. Yes. At and different times. Proximate as much as you can. But, but what I was going to say is, and we, and we do Zoom calls right. very often and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and while I think they can be, they can still be effective and do good work and all that kind of stuff. 
the thing I'm going to admit is it does take longer. Yeah. Right. It takes longer right. and it is harder to do. And we have to be much more intentional about how we are doing it than if we were able to be in the same place, same time. It's a really good point. Yeah. If I walk in, you know, I'm going to see every one of my guys periodically every day, every yeah. day. And, uh, I walk in and I see him doing something I'm like, what are you, what are you doing there? And they tell me, and I'm like, why, why, are, you doing that? why are you doing that? <laughs> well, I'm doing that because, because I thought you said, and I was like, yeah, that's not what I told you to do. Or it's exactly what I told you to do. And I told you the wrong thing. Here's how, this is what you're yeah. going to do. Right. You know, you won't see it. I can't get there. You can't yeah. get there. Right. You, yeah. you I have know, to wait a couple of weeks until right. we get back on the phone. Right. Thing and the whatever. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know, or I walk in there and one of them is clearly distracted, upset about something. And I know they don't want to tell me and I, you know, find a way to get them to tell me something they're struggling with in their job, maybe even personal and get down the bottom of what it is. You just can't get that over the zoom. Right. Just can't, just can't. Do I mean, it. we text a lot, you know, all those things. We have all these methods of communicating and trying to, right. to, you know, stay in each other's right. lives and, and, and all these things on, but, are good. But what I, what I want to leave us with, cause we're out of time is yep. all these alternative methods of communication. You know, I'll say main one being face to face. Yeah. Okay. Everything else is supplementary. Yeah. But not substitutionary. You know, the telephone wasn't designed yes. to take place of person to person. Right. Right. Not, none of these things are. No. And uh, COVID notwithstanding, neither is Zoom. I mean, you no. know, th that is this just not a permanent. We cannot survive as a society over Zoom. It's just not I, work. I don't think you can lead through the internet. You can. You just can't. You're no. just going to have to get up in people's grills at some point. And uh, that's why I think ultimately we're going to to get back to that because <laughs> we have to, we have to, yeah. we have to, we have to. Yeah. Otherwise it's not going to work. All right, man. I agree. We, uh, can I tell you something? Uh, please do. You got a face for zoom. Aha. Hey, would you do me a favor? Yes. Ask me to do something good. Oh, will you? <laughs> will you? I will. Okay. Do it. Flying. <laughs> Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about F3, leadership, or anything else, write to us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at at 43feetpodcast or find us on Facebook at 43feet. While you're there, give us a follow. Also, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate us, and write a review. It really does help others find us. Until next time, we'll be out here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front.